welcome to the recap, part of Pastoring Out Loud, where we recap the previous week's sermon. Recap, don't have an acronym. Last week's music was the music for the regular podcast for this recap. Is that is that okay? Oh, okay. That's fine. All right. Well, to start our time, I Dave, would you pronounce the word that's spelled R-U-N-E? R-U-N-E. No, I won't. What, why won't you? Because you're just trying to make fun of me. I'm he, not knows, try- he knows what a trap is, Daniel. I don't have to walk into your ridicule. Can you pronounce R-U-N-E? I can't. I'm not able to. You're not able to? No. Um, here. Can I Can I use it in a sentence, perhaps? Um, the Dungeons and Dragon character discovered a rune. Something like that. Now, could you pronounce the word R-U-I-N? Nope. That I can't do that Can't do either. that either? Mm-mm. Okay. Um, God will either be refuge or ruin for people, something like that. That's how I'd use it in a sentence. So would you talk then about uh, your <laughs> oh sermon and recap for us uh, what you said about God being either a refuge or a ruin? I'm not really in the mood anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you guys talk about it? <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna nurse my hurt. No, I'm just gonna nurse my hurt feelings tactical, over here. Tactical error on my part. I'm gonna I nurse my hurt feelings over here. <laughs> oh, Zephaniah two five through three seven. Is that right? Yes. Talking about um, peace. And Dave certainly gave us a piece of his mind there. Um, <laughs> I thought it was a good, faithful sermon. Uh, Still majoring heavily on the doom and gloom coming soon. Listen to Zephaniah's tune. Like that. It's pretty bleak, isn't it? Yeah. With a lot of uh, payoff coming towards the end. Zephaniah. So recapping, let me pull up the outline here. I'll actually start this way. Is it ever okay to have a sermon where it ends on a really bleak note? Or do you feel like that's kind of being, uh, like that's not something we should do as heralds of God's word, preachers of the gospel? I think it's okay to end on a bleak note sometimes. Um, Is that something that you've done before? Yeah, I have. Uh, I'm trying to remember when, but I have a few times ended on... You know, like if there's a text where there's me, ma- it, it's majors on warnings. I think it's good to major on the warnings and yeah. not dilute them by trying to make people, you know, feel the warning less. You know, I, I, however, I do think that when, like in this text, there's this remnant that's going to find refuge. I do think it's unnatural and helpful way in light of the whole story of the Bible and redemptive history to say, but hey, there is redemption. There is a way to be safe, to keep yourself from the destruction and end not uh, end not on the note of either, you know, but it's okay, or end on the note of, you know, everything's going to be destroyed, but end on the note of Jesus, that he's the dividing line and to come into his 
presence, there's fullness of joy and to continue to reject him, there is eternal destruction, you know? So not even so much ending on a positive or negative, but ending on Jesus and saying he's the point, you know, would you come to, would you come to him? So you utilized Aslan a couple of times in a few different quotes. Um, one a little more obscure, one a little more well-known, the the more well-known one. Um, you know, he's not safe, but he is good. Right. Um, and then the, uh, you know, he swallows up kings and kingdoms all the way down to boys and girls. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that in the sermon, you certainly, and, and last week too, which um, I wasn't here for, but I listened to while I was away, um, you certainly struck the note of like, this is a personal affront to God and God is personally getting involved in both the redemption and the ruin of, of those. I wonder if that quote about Aslan could seem impersonal, but Aslan's not an impersonal character and nor is Yahweh or, or his, uh, yeah, the, the triune God is not impersonal either. Um, do you think that for people that hear a sermon and they understand that this is like personally offensive to God, sin is personally offensive, how do, how do people process that? How would you advise pastorally people to be like, this is a, a personal affront to God. You can't treat it like an impersonal force that will just you know take you out, but it's actually more dangerous than that by a lot. What would you say to people? Uh, to deal with themselves and Jesus honestly, personally. Yeah. 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 I mean, just, and I think, I think that's what I said at the end of this sermon is, you know, let's, let's look at the areas where we, you know, and I think the, the verse I, I landed on at most in this particular text was, um, I'm trying to find it here now. Um, yeah. in Zephaniah three, two where it says, she has not listened to any voice. She has accepted no correction. She has not trusted in the Lord. She has not drawn near to God. I think I just said, you know, where where are you doing that? You know, where are you not listening to him, not accepting his correction, not trusting in him, you know, distancing yourself, not drawing near. And so I think just what Zephaniah does over and over again, you know, what God's doing through Zephaniah is just sounding off, sounding reality. Here's reality. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna repent. You're gonna keep rebelling, and I'm offering you this, you know, this surefire eternal security or this surefire eternal destruction. Would you, you know? Would you please deal honestly with yourself and God and come back, humble yourself, and be part of this remnant that seeks His name and His righteousness? So that'd be the goal. Is just that as the Word of God lands the Holy Spirit takes it and, and helps people deal honestly um, with, yeah. with how, they're, how they're relating to God. Not just in their, not, not, again, not just in our heads, like we know the right things, but day to day as we interact with our bosses and coworkers and spouses and friends and family and in that personal time where no one else is around, you know, where are our thoughts going and what are we doing and how are we dealing with the Lord? Um, yeah, just, just, and I think what I appreciate about Zephaniah too is that it really does emphasize God is holy and God sees it all. He's He's right. here and He cares, and so let's be aware of that. Nick, any reflections? <clears throat> any questions? Well, just what was your uh, 
what was your tie then this week to Advent? <clears throat> yep, I start out by saying that um, the ultimate peace we have is going to be in uh, running from sin and running to a righteous, holy, beautiful Savior for safety. Mm-hmm. And when we run to him, we can know that we are eternally at peace with God, and that's a peace that can't be taken away far and above all the momentary and good levels of peace that we might find in the Christmas season, you know, at a party or Mm -hmm. with presents or um, whatever, that there's a peace to be had if we'll deal honestly with God that's found by repentance and safety in Jesus. Yeah. It's interesting to me how, you know, in the scheme of the entire Bible where you see like, you know, a rebellious city like Babylon, Genesis mm-hmm. 11, how, and then, you know, all the way to the the kind of final mention of Babylon in Revelation. Yeah. How some of that language is taken here for mm-hmm. Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. That Jerusalem finds itself, or even just like back to, you know, the judges where Israel looks more like the pagan nations around them than what God has called them to be. Um, you know, that, Jerusalem has now put itself in line. That's right. With that rebellious city and that pattern, uh, the way that they're oppressing, they're being woe to you, oppressing city. But the Lord in her midst, I think the last verse of your passage, mm-hmm. 3 5, um, you know, is a just God mm-hmm. and he will do justice. Yeah. Um, so among them, which then, you know, the way my mind goes is, you know, Jesus is among the seven churches. In Revelation one and two, yep. walking, seeing, knowing. Um, there's a lot of parallels here for us as a <laughs> covenant community. Well, and I was going to say, I, th- I think that that's where uh, so much of the Old Testament application. If you're g- doing good biblical theology, um, it's not just application because we think it is, but the way that the Old Testament ties to the New and goes through Jesus is that so many of the real life, maybe call them real life parables or real life metaphors that we see with Israel, who is God's people in the Old Testament, is not supposed to always be applied to like Israel today, but it's meant to be applied to the church today, who is God's people. Yeah, um, yeah. by extension. By extension, yeah. yeah, yep. And through Jesus and the new yeah. covenant and all that. Yeah, the Old Testament people of God almost entirely consisting of ethnic Israel. Correct. And those that came close through covenant sign of circumcision, um, you know, swearing allegiance to Yahweh against other gods. Now the new covenant people of God comprising of both Jew and Gentile right. having been brought together under the sign and seal of baptism into one new covenant community. Uh, there's... Uh, loads of parallels yeah. for, yep. for how they're, and yet there's some discontinuity too. Correct. In terms Correct. of how the new covenant Correct. is indwelt by the spirit. Right. In comparison to what I'd say about the old covenant. Right. Anything else you guys would add? I just like that a hedgehog makes an appearance mm. in this passage. It's not I had a, a lot of people excited about that. So did, I underestimated how important it would be to people, but I'm <laughs> glad, I'm glad for a lot of you out there that, we're helped by that. Just not an animal you see a lot in the Bible. Yeah, yeah I mean, Assyria destroyed <laughs> yet another pattern in the yep. in the Bible. You know, all the way to Babylon <laughs> in Revelation 18. Babylon will be a ruin. And uh, 
I think some of these same beasts show up there too. Mm-hmm. So, guys, thanks so much for this compelling conversation about wild beasts and a good God. I'm glad I didn't ruin it. That's great. Thanks, guys.